Broadcasting live from the SHRM 2021 Conference at the Las Vegas Convention Center, it's time for Workplace MVP, brought to you by R3 Continuum, a global leader in workplace behavioral health, crisis, and security solutions. Now, here's your host. We are broadcasting from SHRM 2021 on day two here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and with me is Beth King the Vice President for People and Culture at Motif Foodworks. Welcome to the show, Beth. Thanks, Jamie. I'm excited to be here. So why don't we start off with you sharing a little bit about, you know, your journey kind of getting into HR and, you know, what you do as people, um, Vice President of People and Culture at uh, uh, Motif Foodworks. Sounds great. So, um, in terms of getting into HR, I have to say I fell into it. Um, I graduated college with the ever popular liberal arts degree, um, which provides you with very little direction on how to actually get a job. And my parents said, well, you have to get a job. And I said, okay. And so I started out as a recruiting coordinator, um, which is a very popular entryway, as you know, to HR and really enjoyed that. But I was lucky enough to have an opportunity to transition into a broader role and go into more of a generalist role. And um, I started in a startup-like environment, which was really, really fun. And was able to take that, take my learnings from that company and move to a true startup uh, that had gone through Series A and Series B funding and um, went through an IPO with them as an HR manager. We were subsequently acquired and I was able to transition ultimately into an HR business partner. So my journey went from a more focused uh, role in recruiting to a broader role and um, in in the more generalist and business partner sector. And that's where I found my true passion and enjoyment. And ultimately, that's how I landed where I am today. And throughout that journey, I also realized that there is so many, there are so many great things about HR and what they can do in different types of companies, whether it's a startup, a midsize, or a very large company, because I have experience in all of those. But my passion really lies in entrepreneurial ventures, in startups, and in growing something small into something midsized. And that's a really enjoyable um, place for me to be in HR. But when you're doing that, you need to have a broader perspective. Absolutely. So you, you mentioned that there's a lot of great things that HR does within all these different um, yes. organizations. Let's dive into that a little bit. Tell me a little bit about what you see as those great things. Like, what is it to you that sure. you think are most impactful? So, so what I love about being in a small company, which is something that I've done several times throughout my career, is that you're all things to everyone. So you never have the luxury of getting bored, right? Because there's just always something. So one day you might be recruiting, the next day it might be benefits, the day after that it's employee relations, et cetera, et cetera. But when you have the opportunity to work for a mid-sized or a large firm, then you have the opportunity to engage with individuals who have done one thing for the majority of their career. And while that may not be attractive to all of us in terms of a career path, it's a huge opportunity to learn about what does it mean to truly be a subject matter expert in XYZ area. So you have the opportunity in a mid or a large company 
to talk to people who have done payroll for 25 years and they know everything about payroll. They know everything about the state laws. They know everything about multi-state. They know everything about international. They know how to interact with treasury. And it's so incredible to go through your career and have those resources available to you, um, even if it's not your own journey, right? Mm -hmm. And that is what I love about working at different types of company or having worked at different types of company. And it's why I would always encourage people, if you think you love small business, that's great, but don't be afraid of trying something new. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to go to that big or mid-sized company because you never know. And yeah. even if it turns out not to be your thing, the insight and the information and the context that you'll gain will be incredible. And, yeah. and it'll be a wonderful addition to your own resume. Absolutely. So do you think it's a hard transition for some that go from more of that generalist role mm -hmm. to a more kind of subject matter or like specific specialty role? Mm -hmm. You know, is there a hard transition with that, do you think? There can be. I think it depends on obviously the person's interests and personality. Sure. Um, but I certainly think that we all naturally gravitate, even as generalists, to one discipline or another. So, for example, although I have made a career out of being a generalist, um, if I have the opportunity to focus my time on a specific discipline, it's always going to be OD, organizational development. Mm -hmm. To me, that's what gets me excited. That's where I see um, it, it's what the work that is the most fun. It is the work that allows me to engage with employees in the most meaningful way for me. Mm -hmm. um, and if I were to go into a specific discipline, that would be the one. Um, but that's not always going to be everyone's choice. Um, so I think that it doesn't have to be a tough transition because if you just go with the discipline that excites you, that you're passionate about, that you find joy in, and that you find to be um, really worthwhile for the employees, then I think it's going to be more natural than anything else. Wonderful. And so if somebody's, let's say they're new in their career. Sure. You know, maybe they work for a smaller organization or maybe they work for a larger organization and they're kind of, you know, in one specialty mm -hmm. and they're looking at broadening that or trying to figure out where they go. You know, what are some things that have helped you in your career and kind of identifying that passion in organizational development? You know, how did you discover that? So I was very, very lucky early in my career. The organization that I worked for, um, the HR organization that I was worked for, was actually led by someone who had done OD for about 20 years prior to, to joining our team. Um, so... Because of her specific background, the very nature of our day-to-day -day work had a bit of more of an OD bent to it. So it was a little bit more natural. But that being said, um, it certainly wasn't the only work going on in our team because we were HR. So benefits mm -hmm. still had to be done. Comps still had to be done. Payroll still had to be done. Yep. Um, recruiting. All of those things, right? Um, we couldn't just play around with creating trainings and what's the next great employee engagement thing uh, that we're going to do for the team. So... So we had to focus our time differently. And I would say for those folks who are looking to explore different disciplines in HR, talk to your peers and colleagues, yeah. you know, um, go to, e even if going to a SHRM event isn't something that maybe is available to you, SHRM has 
an incredible amount of free resources um, that you don't even have to be a member of SHRM to access. Um, if you are able to get a SHRM membership, all the better, because then you have even more resources available to you. Um, but but I think one of the, the great things about SHRM is that it does offer um, a number of different points of reference and contacts, even for those who, um, for one reason or another, may not be able to to have a membership. Um, but you can do that. I would say your local SHRM affiliates. So our company is based in Boston. So we have NERA, the New England Human Resources Association. They often will have um, free to member um, or pay for non-member events that you can go to. Look those up um, and just keep yourself informed. You know, do the research, go online. I fully appreciate that, you know, keeping up with the newest labor laws isn't exactly the world's most riveting information. Um, but if you want to grow and develop your HR career, you might want to check it out, you know, once a year or something. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's so many. There's great podcasts out there. Yeah. Um, there's great YouTube channels. Uh, there's um, so many wonderful resources out there. So I would say talk to your partners and colleagues and, um, you know, do your research yourself and, and see what you think might be the right fit. Awesome. Awesome. So one quick question, kind of looking at that organizational development and looking at, you know, you kind of mentioned that Motif Food Works does kind of almost like lab kind of work. We have a heavy lab presence, yes. We yeah. hire many scientists and engineers. So how did the last year in terms of like, you know, I know uh, with being that you're involved in like managing culture and overseeing that, how did you balance that culture Mm-hmm. and support those individuals that were they in the office were they considered essential yep. were they hybrid like how how have you approached that because it sounds like you've got a lot of passion in that organizational development kind of that cultural aspect of an organization how have you been able to implement some different things or or explore your challenges that you sure might so i have to admit um for our company specifically covid could not have come at a better time <laughs> because we um about six weeks prior to COVID, so uh, in the state of Massachusetts, we went into lockdown on March 13th, 2020. And about six weeks prior, maybe a little bit less than that, um, we had embarked on a build-out of our new facility, which was going to include our labs. So the truth of the matter is, in our organization, we didn't actually have our labs ready to go anyways. And they were able to be built out over the pandemic. So it kind of worked. But we got really creative with a lot of the work that had been going on in the office in terms of lab work. Um, and we we had um, application engineers and scientists who work with food ingredients and creating different applications. They worked in their own personal kitchens at their homes. Their families became, um, you know, we, we would send them the correct forms to sign. <laughs> Their families became the testers of those ingredients. Does this ingredient really do what we're looking for it to do uh, in the way that we want it to do it? And what was helpful, obviously, is that we got very real-time and authentic feedback because I think most people would agree that um, your family is always going to be very clear if they don't like your cooking. So <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> so it was very helpful to have that, right? So so we were able to get that sort of non-biased, uh, they, they weren't going to sugarcoat it 
feedback. It's like your best test subject. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I always say if we ever do a chicken nugget, give it to my kids. That's all they eat. So. Oh, fantastic. Well, you can right. sign my kids up for that too. They're right. like, you know, yes. chicken nugget connoisseurs. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're absolute snobs. So, um, so, so we were able to think creatively about what we were going to do, but our organization is not solely scientists and engineers. We also have GNA staff, we have marketing staff, we have sales staff, etc. And so for those folks, you know, we really did have to get creative. Tools like Zoom and Teams became critical infrastructure for us. Um, we did stay home for quite a bit of time, in part because of COVID and in part because of the build out where it was like, right. well, if you know, we're supposed to be at home anyways, then I guess, you know, we don't have a place to go back to. We were sort of homeless. So, um, and then when we came back to work, we had this big, beautiful new office with brand new labs and, and it was really wonderful. Um, but we did things like we, we did the, um, now ever prevalent zoom happy hours. Um, we tried to make it fun, tried to do different themes, eighties themes. We did a, um, come as your favorite Nicholas Cage um, character, <laughs> which we had to explain to certain generations that Nicolas Cage had done more than just um, some Disney movies, <laughs> uh, that he had actually, in fact, been around since the early 80s. Um, but that was before they were born. So, uh, but it was really fun. We did things like that. And as I said, Zoom and, and Teams just became critical. So it was just kind of getting in the mindset of if I need someone using those type of tools, using Slack to get in touch, to kind of recreate that um, sort of grab you in the hall real quick that we get mm -hmm. when we're in person yep. using Slack as, as the alternative to that has really helped. Hey, I have a quick question. Hey, did you hear this? I'm on a meeting. They're talking about this. What are they talking about? I haven't heard about this. Can you explain it to me? Mm -hmm. All of that stuff um, was done through these new tools or at least new to us tools or less frequently used tools um, that really helped create remote business. And then when we went back, we did do a hybrid model and we still are doing a hybrid model for many roles. Lab roles, what we've done is we have said, um, you need to be here when you need to be here. Meaning if you're running experiments, you need to be here for that. But if you're just analyzing data and you would prefer to work from home, then you can do that from home. We also have employees who have that option and choose to be in the office for a variety of reasons. They like the personal interaction. Maybe they have three more roommates at home and they who are also working from home and they don't want to do that. Um, maybe it's someone like myself who's a parent and getting work done at home is more of a challenge than it is to get work work done at the office. And so, um, it's, it's just a productivity issue. Um, but we try to be as flexible as possible because we recognize that there has been a real shift in workplace culture, not just with our company, but the expectations of candidates, right? Mm -hmm. Folks are looking more and more for flexibility in the workplace for that hybrid, um, offering and what does that look like? And the truth of the matter as well is that we're based in the seaport in Boston and driving in and out of the seaport on a Friday year round is not the most pleasant experience. So if we don't have to have folks do that, we tend not to. But again, some people want to go in on a Friday because maybe they want to do a happy hour after and yeah. you don't want to drive to a happy hour. Yeah. 
No, absolutely not. And well, and it's just a great having that flexibility and kind of meeting people where it best fits them with their lifestyle and their work style and fantastic. Well, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, Beth, and kind of hear a little bit more about, you know, your Nicholas Cage happy hours, um, you know, how would they be able to do that? Sure. So LinkedIn, I'm under the name Beth Kelly King, um, would be one great way or an email eking at motiffoodworks.com. And they can always check out our website, which is www.madebymotif.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today in the show. Thank you for You've having me. You've been a me. fabulous guest and I uh, hope the rest of the SHRM conference goes great for you. I'm sure it will. Thank you so very much. And for those listening, um, definitely if you are in the, the booth area, the Expo Hall for SHRM 2021, step by our 3 Continuums booth at 4076 and check out our podcast.